0: to express oneself honestly, not lying to oneself, and to express myself honestly, now, that, my friend, is very hard to do. And you have to train, you have to keep your reflexes so that when you want it, it's there. The expression of the human body, I mean, the f- everything, I mean, you know, not just a hand. And when you're talking about combat. Well, I mean, if if it, if it is a sport, now now you're talking about something else. You have regulations, you have rules. But when you're talking about fighting as it is, oh, with no rules, real fighting, well, then, baby, you better train every part of your body.
1: No. What's up, Penn Nation? You're now tuned into yet another edition of BJPenn.com Radio, The Fighter's Voice. As always, I'm your host, Big J Kinch, and this is episode 126. I hope you're all surviving the craziness, and I'd imagine that everybody listening is incredibly excited to get back to some combat sports action this weekend for UFC 249. That being said, our guest for this episode is a combat sports legend, here to discuss the upcoming UFC 249 card and other cards following that. Also discuss what's next for some of the UFC's biggest stars and a whole lot more. UFC Hall of Famer, former UFC heavyweight champion, former King of Pancrase, former pride announcer, and all around one of the most entertaining characters in the sport, the one and only El Huapo Boss Rutin. Um, yo, what's up, guys? Yo, Pasito, what's up, man? How you doing?
2: Doing good, brother. How you doing?
1: Uh, you know, it's a crazy world, but can't complain. Just, you know, sticking to the grind daily. Yeah.
2: Annoying. Nice. Super annoying. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what have you been uh, doing to, you know, not only keep busy, but, uh, you know, keep the mind from, from going crazy during this insane time?
2: Uh, just, you know, I've been streaming those workouts, you know, every morning for my gym. Uh, I've been doing it for the last, this is week seven, we're doing this now. So, uh, so that people around the world, they can work out actually, you know, every morning at 10 a.m. Pacific, we have a workout Monday to Friday and then on Saturday I have Q&A and on Sunday a student of mine, she, uh, she takes everybody to through recovery day. So everybody's uh, stretching, rolling, all that kind of stuff.
1: That's awesome, man. I mean, obviously, that's that's something to do during this time period. But you know, given the reception, is that something you think you could see yourself doing going forward?
2: Uh, Yeah, I might. You know, because it depends. You know, it's like now I have the time for it. But otherwise, you know, maybe with the subscription, you know, a lot of these people are doing now. You get the Gracie Online Academy and all that stuff. You know, well, people seem to really like it. So I guess yeah, that's uh, very possible. You know, for low fee, they can still have live classes. They can ask me questions. Work out their technique. Yeah, I think
1: it could be fun. Absolutely, absolutely. Now that's uh, that's uh, you're doing what the 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 Boss Ruten in- inspired Bang Muay Thai. Is that what it is?
2: That's what we're doing. Yes.
1: Awesome, awesome. So aside from the uh, craziness out in the world, man, I know everybody's really excited for the fights coming up this weekend. There's been a, a huge gap in in in, uh, in combat sports, and we're finally getting back to action. How excited are you to see some combat sports this weekend?
2: I'm I'm, I'm very excited about this, and especially the fights that we have, I think we're going to see some good fights. So yeah, I'm very happy for the fighters also that they can fight, you know, even if it's without an audience, because now, uh, you know, they can make money. I think it's great.
1: Definitely, man. I was having a conversation with a colleague the other day that was kind of hey, man, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned of what they're going to do in regards to testing and the safety of the fighters, and, you know, is, is uh, WME and the UFC, are they being greedy? And I stopped him immediately, and I, and I said, hey, man, the fighters need to make a living. So I'm sure that everybody on this card is incredibly grateful to be earning a paycheck and be back to work.
2: Yeah, of course, I and mean, you don't know, listen. The government made it make us made a make out like it was way worse than it was six weeks ago. We all, all my buddies, just said, "You know, this is way less than the flu." You know, just relax. And now it's all coming out. Now does everybody go? Oh yeah, the flu is way more dangerous. I think they just overhyped everything. I mean, if you hear the things, think about this: um a hospital. If the, a hospital says that it's a COVID 19 patient, they give him thirteen thousand dollars. Thirteen thousand dollars per page. So everything now is suddenly the corona is is the blame that somebody's dead. You know, thirty I believe thirty-six thousand or thirty-nine thousand if you put them on an inhaler. It's a money-making business right now. It's really weird what's going on. I i think we really should relax, step back, and don't take any vaccinations. Because also vaccines, if you took a flu shot, you have thirty-three percent more chance of getting the covet nineteen thing. That's how bad it is, man. The, this whole government I don't trust them at all. Maybe I'm crazy, but uh, a lot of people are with me, I guess. Oh, well, i with them.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no that, that's 100% correct. Based on those figures you're dropping, I'm assuming you saw the same documentary I did recently?
2: Uh, yes. I just saw that, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's crazy, man. And then to consider, you know, every hospital uh, uh, the, not doing elective surgeries and how much their revenue is down... And now you couple that with the fact that they're going to get all this extra money if they do say it's a COVID 19 death or if they do put somebody on a ventilator. Very shady stuff when you're talking about people's health and the well being of the nation.
2: Exactly. And that just worries me, man. I go, wow, this is crazy. We would think that would be a. We would all smarten up, you know, and, and be there for each other. But apparently it's not really like that. But, hey, right. let's go to the fights. Otherwise, we're in this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to get out. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: that's absolutely true. Uh, but before we talk about 249, though, I was wondering, you know, what what did you make of the idea of Dana White having a fight island? I thought it was a kind of creative idea, but also a little strange as well. Uh, and kind of reminded me of, like, the Kumite, pretty wild stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah, you know, I was right away. I was thinking actually about uh, *Enter the Dragon*, right? Right. And that's where they go on a boat to the island. But what is it going to be? Is this an island that already has buildings on it, hotels, all that stuff, or do they are going to do it? Or is it only you can go over there, watch the fight? Well, people need to sleep there, right? They need to do press press conferences and everything, so there needs to be a hotel at least, you know. So I don't know how far they want to. But it would be great, because then nobody can stop them. The only problem is they're going to need somebody, an athletic Commission, that is doing all the test testing. It's not that it's going to be like uh, here with, uh, with Indian reservations, you know? Right. And you can just take whatever you want to take. They're not going to test anyway. So, But I'm pretty sure, since it's a professional sport, they will take care of
1: that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I spoke to uh, Israel Adesanya about that next, last week, and he was saying, yeah, I'd love to do it as long as there's you know, flamethrowers and shit like that So, <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens But it's definitely an interesting concept In the least But on to UFC 249 I know you've talked a lot about uh, Justin Gaethje's striking power And uh, some of the other matchups there But, I mean, overall uh, the, the Khabib Nurmagomedov versus Ferguson fight That seems doomed uh, You know, based on all the times It's been attempted to be booked And everything that's happened I mean, uh, I, I know people were saying That, look, uh, we book it a fifth time And now there's a pandemic that stops Khabib from even leaving his country. What do you think? Overall, regardless of the fight with Gaethje, does Ferguson ever fight Nurmagomedov?
2: Yeah, he has to, you know. And just for the fact that Ferguson still uh, still took this fight, that says something about his personality. Because he knows that if he loses this, well, then Khabib's not going to work, you know. It's not going to happen. So I, uh, I enjoy that from Ferguson because this guy doesn't really care. He just fights everybody.
1: Very true, and not to mention he, he decided to make weight for his lat for the fight that was canceled for April 18th. That speaks a lot to his character. Uh, but I know, that, you know, through proxy, you've kind of got a connection to Gechi, right? I mean, uh, Dwayne connected to Trevor, who is connected yep. to uh, to Justin. Uh, give us your thought, and I know you've commented on his fights in the World Series of Fighting. Uh, give us your thoughts on him overall, and you know his chances to really defeat a, a high caliber guy like Tony.
2: Uh, yeah, you know, the thing is with KG, I was always talking uh, about the fact that he, you know, and I talk to him all the time. I said, why do you fight like this? You don't have to fight. Why would you take all the punishment? And he says, I just want to be there for the fans. I said, you can still make it super exciting, by letting him miss and then knocking your opponent out. What about that? This way you're going to be able to speak to your parents, <coughs> to your parents, to your kids, you know, once you get later, your kids and a, and a whole family. So, and then, uh, but you know, that's his thing. He just wanted to always to just brawl. Then he got knocked out uh, twice. And now we see suddenly a Gage who's a different fighter. I think he's a smarter fighter because of it. So it's never good to get knocked out. But in this particular case, I think it did really well for him because he started thinking different. Still super excited. Still knocking people out. Nobody's going to lose an, a percent of... Uh, interest from him because he's just a powerful guy and now he's fighting more healthy. Now he's doing actually what Trevor Whitman tells him to do, you know, to let him miss your opponent and to be a little bit more in the pocket. So, now, with that said, Ferguson is a complete animal. Both, this is, this is one of those things is 100% is going to be fight tonight the night. You know, this is not something, oh, I got, one second, I need to fight so, oh, excuse yeah, oh, me, I got it. My alarm went off. Uh, this is going to, because both of these guys they have like, Uh, What is it? Uh, They have their fight of the night. There's another one. Performance of the night. I mean, these guys had a bunch of those. Like five or six of them, I believe. Each of them. So you know this fight is not going to be Lewis and Gano, where we think it's going to be freaking crazy. No. This one is not... There's no way that this can be a boring fight. Both these guys are so wired to do exciting work. So... I don't know, man. This is a very hard year Literally rolling the dice on this one. Right. You know, both are in great shape. I think that Ferguson still has the better shape, even though he doesn't trade at high altitude. And, and, and Gagey does, but, you know, he's just that conditioning monster. But then again, Gagey, man. If Gagey would simply go for a takedown and then try to knock him out from, from being in the guard or side mount, that could make it very interesting as well. And he's a really good wrestler, so he, he's able to do that if he wants. This is a hard fight to
1: call definitely a hard fight to call and kind of like you're talking about there every great every man of greatness has a little bit of madness behind him right and both of these yep. guys certainly have that and they both certainly have a tremendous will to win based on that alone I mean who do you think when 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 it's you know the the dog in the fight and 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 the chips are down who do you think has more of a, a, an ability to, to to pull it out and and get that get that win get that finish uh, when you know when they're down on the score uh, scorecards let's say
2: I, I, I think that um, Ferguson fought a higher competition, and is longer in the UFC, and is on a longer winning streak. He's really into himself now, like not not into himself, like it means like oh he's full of himself. No, but he is, he, he's in his place now. Right, he feels great, he's undefeated, never been yeah has been stopped once a long time ago, um, but you know never been knocked out. Then again, Gagey is the guy who when he connects. That could be the end of the fight, because Ferguson, I don't think he's ever been hit like a guy like Gaethje can hit. But smart money, or smart money, if I had to bet, I love freaking Gaethje as well, but you know, you would go with the conditioning. If, if, okay, if it's been in for two rounds, it's it's going to be Gaethje by knockout. Right. Everything that goes after two rounds, I think it's going to be in the favor for Ferguson. That's what I think.
1: Right. No, very good assessment. I think... Uh... A lot of people would agree with you. Of course, in the uh, co-main event, we've got Henry Cejudo defending that uh, bantamweight title against arguably the greatest bantamweight of all time, Dominic Cruz. Another incredibly long layoff for Dominic. However, he has shown time and time again that he can come back off of these layoffs and still have a brilliant performance. How do you see that matchup?
2: Yeah, that's a hard one also. You know, we saw uh, Cejudo in the beginning have a little bit of trouble in the UFC, you know. He's, he had a little bit of weight problems. You remember that cutting weight? And, oh, yeah. And then suddenly he, he, he lost a, a few, and then he became into his own as well. The same thing as what I just said with Ferguson. And, and I think that, you know, he's the champ now. He's doing really good. He fought some really good competition. Uh, Cruz didn't... Not fighting for such a long time. Yeah, I mean, a guy like Cruz, I'm not super afraid of that because I... I didn't fight for seven years, and it's just about how you spar. If you spar every day, which we do, well, you pick that up fast. And then I made a comeback, and I I was perfectly fine. Sure, sure, I had a bunch of injuries, but what I'm saying is that Cruz can do that as well. He's a super talented guy against Garbrandt. He fought a good fight, but I think that Garbrandt, that was the fight that Garbrandt was shining. Like, everything he did worked. I mean, the shuffle, the boot, the takedown. I mean, he looked so good as one of those when the stars were alive for Garbrandt, and he was just, that was his peak performance, I think. And that's, of course, then Dominic lost to him. But yeah, Cruz, the footwork, all the stuff that he has, you know, it's, uh, if you look, at again, if you had to bet, you would say Cejudo, because he's been active. He fought really great competition lately, and he's just an Olympic-level athlete, or well, gold medalist, just <laughs> And then on top of that, he's got great striking skills. So I would think him because yeah, he never missed a beat.
1: Right, and that's also this is this fight's a, a big validation for Cejudo at at 135. Sure, he's got the win over Marlon Marias, but arguably Marlon, you know, uh, never having held a title, Dominic widely considered the greatest bantamweight of all time for the UFC. Yep. So uh, definitely a, a, a cementing place for Cejudo should he win this fight.
2: Yep. Yeah, no, 100%, man. It's 100%. And like I said, you know, if, if somebody can do it, it is Cruz. You know, uh, I'm making a comeback and then winning again. So he's just a special athlete.
1: Definitely, definitely. Uh, a couple other fights on this card I wanted to touch on with you. Of course, Francis Ngannou and Rosenstrike. Uh Jarzinho incredibly impressive in his, in his short UFC stint. Of course, Ngannou, one of the most feared guys in the company. Uh, how do you see that fight?
2: You know, if you look at the, you know, like, uh, okay. and Gano knocked out uh, Overeem in the first round. Rose's strike, I think, I think kind of, you know, Overeem won that fight, right? Right. <laughs> you know, what happened at the end made Rose's Strike win that fight. Now, Rose's Strike, of course, I love him because he trades also in Holland. He's got uh, Dutch connections, and that's why I love it, this, this fight. But Gano knocked Overeem out in the first round. So... I, I don't know what to say because Roses Strike yes he had a bunch of kickboxing matches, but you know I I think that uh, Overeem is one of the best strikers. Nobody can deny that he probably is the best striker. You know, he just, yeah, he's the glass glass jaw, but for the rest, I mean, striking skill-wise, I mean, he's a K1 champion. Right. So, so I would I don't know, man. It's it's a hard one. I think uh, Roses Strike I would love to go with him, of course, because like I said, there's some ties with Holland there. But Engano is just an animal, and, and I hope this is going to live up to the bill. You know, it's not going to be like with Lewis, because both these guys they have they know from each other that well, if the opponent lands a punch, it's night night. You know, they're going to get knocked out. So uh, I hope that's that's not going to pull them back for making it an exciting fight. But smart money again, I would go maybe probably Gano on one side, but then Rosa Strike, I would love him to win because, like I said, you know, a little bias. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the, with the Dutch ties, so... Right. But, you know, made the best man win. That's what I always say. Well, an
1: interesting point kind of going along with what you're talking about. Overeem, like you said, one of the most accomplished uh, strikers in the business, one of the most accomplished mixed martial artists in the business, with the exception of holding a UFC title. However, you know, Jarzino having that Dutch kickboxing background... Uh, he has a level of toughness that I don't think Overeem's had in a long time. So that's got to play a big factor in this fight, in regards to the level of striking that Ngannou is facing, combined with that toughness, right?
2: Yep. No, that's hundred percent. You know, and it's like I said, you you you're training with all the when you train with all the Dutch kickboxes there. Yeah, you know, we we just have the best strikers. We're, we're the tallest people in the world, so they're all natural heavyweights. Well, some of them are, but you know that you, you can tell. But what I'm saying is that just we have giants of people in Holland anyway, and that's why the heavyweight division is so stacked, and they all come from Holland. So, and if he trades with all those guys, like with the Arts and the hosts and uh, I, I, you name them, you know, yeah, then he just trades with the better competition. than and with did. That's what I think.
1: Right. No, I I, I agree with you there. Uh, and one more on this card, Cerrone and Pettis. This is a rematch. We know what Pettis did in the first fight with that liver kick that I'm sure you loved. How do you see yep. this uh, rematch playing out?
2: Oh, yeah, it's such a it's a hard fight. Cerrone's been on a on a roller coaster a little bit, but so you know, so is Pettis, you know. So I think it's very important for both these guys. I think you know, with Cerrone coming off that loss, he's got to make sure that. He, this is, a, this is an important fight for him. He wants to rectify. He wants to set it straight, you know. And Cerrone can never count him out. Oh, it's a, it's a, again, it's a hard fight, you know, because Pettis, Pettis' problem was in, in the past stamina, and he really brushed up much better now. He's got way better stamina than he had in the past because he's such a freak athlete, such an explosive power, you know. Uh, and Cerrone is more of a diesel. So to say, he's got the slow twitch fibers, right? So you know, these guys can go and they keep on going, you know, like, and uh, but Patterson the problem with Patterson is with the fast twitch fibers that you're going to need a lot of stamina, you know? So any person that pushes, if, if Cerrone comes out and start pushing the fight, I think that's always a game, a great game plan to do against the person who is very explosive, because you simply, yeah, you put him out against, and and against, against a really great striker as well, if you're in his face the whole time, it's very hard for him to land power shots, you know, because in order to land a power shot with your body weight, while your feet need to be connected on the ground at the moment of impact, you know, so if you push him backwards, that is very hard to to, to make that happen, really great boxers have it, you know, Uh, what is it, uh, Chuck Liddell actually, he uh, he he was really good with backing up and then still hitting with power. And uh, there's another one who, who knocked out for for I forget his name. I our, our champion man. I'm sorry. Oh, Stepe moving Stipe. backwards with he that. Was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, did, yeah. you see, he did the same thing with Fudo. Wow. I'm a mental block here. That's so crazy because I'm one of his biggest fans.
1: Oh, there's so uh, many guys to think about, you know. <laughs>
2: yeah, there's so many, but you but you see that moving back striking, there's not a lot of people who can do that in the world. And and so so if I was Cerrone, I you know, load up a stamina and start pushing the fight. Be in his face. You guys enough ground skills to not have to be worried about that, but be in the face and I take the striking away from Pettis because it's so explosive. And then uh, yeah, that's maybe maybe you can get a takedown. I don't know, you know. But being in his face with a lot of stamina, wire tiring him out, that would be the best game. Of life.
1: Yeah, I mean they're so they're so evenly matched in regards to uh, both being very good strikers with great grappling and submission skills. For me though, the, the the big thing that I see in this fight is for both of them, which version of themselves shows up on fight night. We both know they're capable of greatness, but we also bo- you know that they are both uh, sometimes their worst enemy.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. That's indeed. Yep, I didn't even think about that. So, uh, well, let, let's hope for the best day. I think everybody out in the sport team, I think everybody wants at least, you know, to make a splash now. Definitely. Because everybody will be watching. This is the first show in a long time that, that we see MMA again. So, right, uh, and the and the, the only the, the
1: only sport active right now. So, I, I think there'll be a lot of eyeballs tuning in, which will be great for the sport and great for everybody involved. Uh, but listen, just a couple more questions regarding, uh, you know, a couple other matchups and fighters before we let you go. I know last time we spoke, I held you for way too long, so I, I don't want to do that again to you. But uh, in regards to John Jones, the Jones situation, his ups and downs in his career, what's going on with him? Being a guy that has been at the top of the business for a long time and, and, and such a legend of the sport, what kind of advice do you have for a guy like Jones to just get past all this bullshit in his life and focus on being the greatest martial artist that he can possibly be?
2: Uh, Well, I said that a long time ago, even on Inside MMA, I said, he needs to get rid of all these people that bring him in trouble the whole time. The first person who pushed him to to do drugs, to drinking, to do that, you know, all these guys, those are the guys you don't want to have around you. And if you party, do it at home, man. And if you don't do it at home, go to a hotel, get a special floor, whatever you sit, you have money enough you know but don't get in the car, you know, and I can understand there was this whole uh, the, the virus thing going on so maybe you couldn't get an Uber. but still then, don't do it at home. Why would you go out and take a risk again because you're such a public figure? I don't you know I go, how can people even think like that? You almost think that there's more to it that he cannot stay inside? I don't know, man. It's uh, get rid of a lot of friends, that's what I would say, especially guys who are doing the same stuff. Get them out of your life because they're not going to bring you anywhere. And you know what? If you start losing, most of the time, those friends, they will not be there anyway for you. So try to figure out who are your real friends. You know, always stick with the people you had before you got famous. That's what I always say to people because uh, otherwise you're just pulling on, uh, you're, you're, you're tech, uh, attracting leeches. You look, look at Mike Tyson. Right. What happened to him? That's exactly the same thing. You know, you're so young. He was the youngest champion in UFC, you know, made all that money. And then he has all this outside fighting stuff that goes on. It's such a shame. It's such a sh- I cannot protect him. Before I said oh, I can understand. I can understand. I, now I can't understand anymore. I simply can't. I hope he uh, he does it this time. Maybe I, I don't know what the judge is going to do. You know? Are they going to throw him in jail now? Right. It has to right? I mean, wasn't he still uh, in the period that he could not get caught? So, probation uh, or whatever
1: you, right right right
2: yeah i mean it has to be so maybe that's going to happen and that's going to set him straight you know and i'm going to be afraid of that because what if he goes to jail and people are start challenging him and the fight happens and that goes wrong and yeah there's so many things that can happen that's why why would you do it It's but you know what we're not john jones you know there's a lot of pressure on a guy like that there's a lot of out for influences you don't know who your best friends are you know and we don't know What's going on? What makes him think and why he's doing it? I don't. We don't understand it. But right, you know,
1: and you're surrounded by a lot of yes men in that kind of situation, and that's that's like that's the, wor- the worst. Yeah, that's the worst case scenario there. Yeah, uh, that's the
2: same with uh, that's the same with McGregor. You know, everybody they only say yes. Nobody goes, hey man, try this, try this. You know, it's yeah, get rid of these people. That's what I would say.
1: Definitely, definitely. But in terms in terms of matchups, you know, all that legal, uh, legal nonsense aside, in terms of matchups for Jones, I mean. Who do you think should be next? Should they re, should they book the uh, rematch against Reyes? Should it be Jan? Uh, who who do you think he should fight next?
2: I, I think what he should do he should go to heavyweight. What he said. I think that would be a great uh, a great thing for him to do. I would love to see him against like a guy like Ngano right? Uh, Rosa Strike or, or uh, Stepe or anybody. You know, I would love to see that fight. I think that could be very interesting. And then he, you know, I think he's going to be very strong as well. He doesn't have to cut as much weight. I think it would be great, but Reyes, I think he deserves for sure, because that was very close. He might have won that fight, right? I mean, that was a very close one, so maybe that will be a good fight to do, but, you know, maybe you want to give Reyes also another fight in between. I don't know what the best deal is there.
1: How, uh, how did you score that one? I mean, did you have it for Reyes, or did you think Jones eked it out at the end?
2: Yeah, you know, I... I'm not good with that line they say to take it from the champ. Oh, no, to be the champ, you have to take it from the champ. I think it should be the other way around. I think the champ should always be taking it from the other person, not come on, because you're the champ. You should be better. It doesn't mean that the other guy has to work harder for it. You see what I mean? Right. So I never got that. And with that putting to the side, I yeah, I think Rice Ryan, might have pulled it up. Race.
1: Yeah. Well, I know I'd love to see the rematch strictly from a fan's perspective of how great the fight was. Back and forth, and you know, seeing a guy like Reyes go out there and kind of shock the world. I mean, I had I had talked to him many times leading up to the fight, and I and I knew that his his mindset. It reminded me like Chris Weidman versus Anderson Silva. You know, he was not going to fall into that mystique of how great John Jones is. He was going out there to beat the guy, and he showed just that. So I agree with you that the the, the rematch should be booked. Um, but you mentioned McGregor there for a moment. Uh, you know. Ups and downs for him. It, it, it seems like he's got his his, uh, his his mind back in the right place and a lot of options for him going forward. I don't think it's warranted for a title shot against Khabib unless we're looking at strictly a monetary perspective. But there's been talk about him versus Masvidal now for the uh, BMF title. What do you think should be next for McGregor? And, you know, what matchup would you most like to see him in?
2: Well, that's that's the one I would, you mentioned it, Masvidal. That would be great. And to uh, these two guys, that's, that's going to be a barn burner. Bar burn, you you know it's going to be. So, yeah, I would love to see
1: that fight right there. Boom. Yep, yep. Definitely a great fight. In terms of the matchup, uh, you know, how how do you think it plays out for McGregor and
2: Uh Yeah, McGregor stamina, right? We, we know this by now. Especially if it's the fifth round, he needs more, 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 more stamina. He needs to really focus on that. I would do a lot of grappling as well, like completely turn it around. You know go grappling every single day and put the striking on the bar burner you know that's what i do well maybe he's doing that already i don't know but um it's a hard fight because masvidal is very dangerous you know but then again you got mcgregor he's got the accuracy and uh if he can land a shot right i mean we know he can hit we know he can aim you know so early in the fight he's always very dangerous and uh, masvidal being with the big heart that he has you know if he carries it on into the later rounds or what he does like he uh, did with Diaz, right? Just comes out of the gate. They're flying. Right. That that could be it. It's a very hard fight to call again. You know, you would think early on, but you would think Masvidal. But then again, also uh, McGregor is very strong in the beginning of the fight. So, yeah. But I would do know though. The longer it takes, the more it's going to lean towards Masvidal.
1: Yeah. No, absolutely. I'd agree with you there, hundred percent. You mentioned the the uh, the Nate the fight with Nate Diaz. A lot of people hoping for that rematch. Do you think they should do that rematch between Masvidal and Diaz? Uh,
2: Masvidal Diaz, that would be great. I would, I would, I don't mind seeing another show, uh, showdown with Diaz and McGregor as well. Right. I mean, that, that, would, that was kind of exciting. But I think for Masvidal for the BMF title, I think that would be great. I think you know, that's a lot of people uh, get gets a lot of people excited.
1: Definitely, definitely. All right, man. Well, aside from that, I mean, any any uh, big fights you think we missed or? Uh, anybody you'd like to mention that, that you had in mind for uh, for discussion in regards to what's coming up for them?
2: No, nothing. I'm just, you know, uh, we all hope that the, that the fight is still on, right? right? I still have to see it because we can talk about it, you know. I hope nothing happens or some crazy uh, what if government thing or something is going to shut the fight down. I hope they really make it happen. That's the only thing I'm afraid of.
1: I know, like three days out you gotta imagine at this point where the you know it's clear sailing to fight night, but you never know, right?
2: That's it. I'm so afraid because it's so wacky what's going on in the world. Yeah. So hopefully I'm wrong.
1: You know what? I, I I got one more for you real quick. Uh right. Hari, Rico Verhoven, what did you think of the rematch and, and do you think they have a third fight? Well,
2: I don't know. It's so what's happening every time, right? You would go like, let's go, is this two times in a row now? You know, now all the conspiracy theorists are going to be out. You know, they go like, okay, yeah, he did. He was winning, but you know, maybe he was running out of gas. And that was the reason he stopped, you know? I mean, you know how people are. Everybody right. stops talking. So uh, I don't know. I think I would love to see it. I mean, Bata Hari was doing insanely good. I mean, he's just an unbelievable striker. That's what he is. And, and, and so is for Hoover. So you can only imagine how good Butter Hari is. But you know, Peru is a guy who can go the distance and you know, he's like a diesel. He will come back, you know, and he, even he gets you in the later rounds. So that could have all played a factor also in the decision if those conspiracy theorists are uh, are correct about Butter Hari. But I think Butter right. is just an animal. So.
1: Right, right. I know if you put the conspiracy theories aside, it almost seems like that match is cursed kind of like a Khabib and Ferguson fight.
2: Yep. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. You're but... right. I would love to see Tyron Sprong back.
1: Yeah, man. What happened? He was he was doing the boxing thing for a while, and I yeah. don't I don't know what's what's going on with him since, man. I would love to see him come back to even even MMA if he wanted to, you know, have a stint in MMA similar to uh, Go Saki.
2: Man, that will be something, right? I would love to see him back, also in the, in kickboxing or MMA. Yeah, you're right, both
1: for sure, for sure. All right, listen, boss. Greatly appreciate the time, as always, man. It's a pleasure to catch up with you. It's been a while. Um, uh, of course. Best of luck to you and your family during all these crazy times. Anything you want to plug, any uh, any uh, O2 trainer, uh, the, the videos you're doing, the streaming you're doing, anything you want to plug or say, the floor is yours before we let you go, man.
2: Okay, so, yeah, what I want to say about the O2 Trainer, you can find the video on my Facebook page while I do these streamings every day now, so you have to scroll a little bit down, but in 2018, May, so exactly two years ago, I started doing the O2 Trainer on a daily basis, and I post time lapses of that on my Facebook page, so everything you can check right now, what I'm saying, that I'm 100% truth. So the first time I did my 30 repetitions, you have to do 30 breaths with the O2 trainer, which takes you under under four minutes. And once you get up to speed, it's a three minute thing, that's it. A day, that's it, right? So it took me three minutes and 45 seconds to complete those 30 repetitions. Now, of course, two years later, I'm much stronger now. I do it with the highest setting there is. I'm just very powerful. My abs are so crazy thick now where I breathe because of the O2 trainer. They train makes your core expand more so you can pull more air in your lungs. Anyway, so for fun, last weekend, I grabbed that same resistance cap that I started with in 2018. And I said, you know what? I'm going to do 30 repetitions with this thing right now just to see how fast I can do it now. Now, that was
1: the 70. lowest setting, right?
2: No, no, not the lowest. But it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's still an okay setting, but it was 3 minutes and 45 seconds, was it? What do you think would be the time I did it now?
1: Uh, let's say, with the lowest setting, uh, I don't know, a minute.
2: Yeah, But that's what I'm saying, but 55 seconds. Wow. So I went from 3 minutes 45 to 55 seconds. So it's a 75% increase. That should tell everybody how effective it is. I think that really people, if you care, uh, care about stamina, you know, about your lungs and, and about sports, about maybe uh, diving or you play a horn instrument or whatever the singer... Everybody who needs their lungs for performance and an athlete, of course, you should really look into it because the results are just too insane. If you go to Bas Rutten's O2 boot camp, you can read, uh, I will let you in. It's a private boot camp for uh, all the people who have an O2 trainer, but there you can see stories from other people as well. And we're, you know, people are getting rid of their asthma, you know, and, and I always have to say that you will have the allergy. You know, I cannot take away the allergy that makes you asthmatic. But what I can make sure of is that once you become asthmatic, you start wheezing. Your inspiratory muscles are so strong, you're just pulling straight through. I mean, the results from the people... I have now a thing going on with people that I say, if you buy it for your asthma, and in 30 days your asthma is not under control, I say, I'll give you your money back. That's how certain I am that the, this works. I need to see 30 time lapses of you doing the, the, the workout, though. The three-minute thing. Right, you got to have some kind people.
1: of proof. Some kind of proof. Wasn't there... Yeah, I, we, I think the last time we spoke, wasn't there some kind of like clinical side of things that were going on as, as far well, as a as trial?
2: I do. I do. We have clinical, we have, I have published medical journals. They're all on the website, a published medical journal. I always tell people this, that means it's, public, uh, it, it's, it's proven, clinically proven. So if you buy a product that says clinically tested, never buy the product that says clinically tested. That's just a, trying a smart way They put the word clinically in there. And then you think, Oh, it's clinically tested. Yeah. What was the result of that test? Right. That's what you <laughs> should ask. So, so it can do a lot of good things, right? It's, it's like may lower cholesterol. You know, yeah, well, it can also make it higher, right? If it says may lower, I think that that's wild <laughs> term makes no sense. And that's the same with this. So, uh, yeah, make sure that if it's clinically proven, and that's a published medical journal, I have those. I have like 12 of those about the O2 trainer, about inspiratory muscle training and what it does for you. And it's just the same. It just does a lot.
1: Awesome. So uh, uh, on social media, where do we find you?
2: Oh, just, you know, I'm on my Facebook page. I do the, all the streaming there. That's just uh, facebook.com slash And That's O2 two
1: Trainer, www.o2trainer.com or?
2: That's it, o2trainer.com. And, then of course, the body action system, if you want to buy one of those machines that you can beat the crap out and don't get any power back into your joints. That's always a great thing to do as well.
1: Awesome. All right, again, thanks so much for the time, boss. Always a pleasure. Have a wonderful day and weekend. Enjoy the fights on Saturday, and hopefully we can catch up again in the near future, my man.
2: Alright brother, sounds good, thank you Have a good one
1: hey, Alright folks, I hope you enjoyed our conversation with El Wapo It's been a long time since we've had him on the show And it was a pleasure to have him back Make sure you guys check out the O2 Trainer The Body Action System And of course all those streams That he's doing on a daily basis For Boss Root and Inspired Bang Muay Thai and make sure you give him a follow on social media. I hope you guys all tune into the fights this weekend. UFC 249. It's been a while, and I know that all the fight fans out there are incredibly excited to watch some action unfold live. It's going to be an interesting concept being in a arena with no fans. However, the caliber of fights on this card, one of the most stacked events we've seen in a long time. So I know you guys will enjoy it. On behalf of the whole team, everybody at BJPenn.com, thank you very much for tuning in. Make sure you guys follow us on social media, set up alerts, and stay up to date on the sport you love. Everything you crave from MMA, BJPenn.com. We have got you covered, guys. Until next time, my friends. Mahalo. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll catch you on the flip side. Peace out, everybody.